You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. Murdoch. He's here. Rambo, this is Murdoch. We're glad you're alive. Where are you? Give us your position and we'll come to pick you up. First, I gotta do this podcast with three of the coolest guys I know. That's right. The quintessential 80s action movie, setting the stage for nearly every iconic hero after this. Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. A very confusing title to me as a child. But nevertheless, I am Trey Harris. I'm Daniel St. Angela. And our own Murdoch. Yes, I am. That's right. Oh, let me change my sheets because I'm not talking about Beverly Hills Cop anymore. Oh. <laughs> Rambo First Blood Part 2. Yeah. Uh, it always confused me because when I was a kid, like, where's Rambo 1? Right. Like, I'm, much till much later when I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. I when still I, don't get to explain it to me. <laughs> there's this movie called First Blood. Oh, okay. Just First Blood. And this one, instead of First Blood Part 2 Rambo, it's Rambo... I got you. Tiny, tiny, tiny little letters. First Blood Part 2. Okay. And one of the baddest-ass covers of any movie ever. It's just Stallone holding that RPG. And I, as a kid, I wanted that movie poster so bad just because it was so You wanted a so half-naked man on your wall. Hey, it's better than the motherfucker from Lost Boys with Rob Lowe in a, uh, uh, what do you call it, half-cut t-shirt, whatever. I know it has a name. Uh, midriff. Whatever. <laughs> Why do you got a face, Daniel? I don't what know you? the name of it. <laughs> You're like, don't judge me. There's no Stallone on my wall. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You have them all actually on the uh, ceiling. That way you look me up. You go to bed at night. <laughs> actually, I don't have any. I don't have any mirrors in my house. I just have a whole bunch of posters of that. So I'm looking at them. Like, yep, that's yeah, what like, I look like. Looking good. I didn't know a person <laughs> who, who put a poster on his ceiling, yeah. like of a chick or yeah, something. of a chick. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Have you ever done that? I mean, I had posters on my ceiling, like, way back in the day, but never, like, to lay under and stare at. I had, that's what the porno mags under the mattress were for. Because then I could roll no, it up and fall asleep guy. next to it. And, like, ah. Uh, God, well, like, in high school, like. I didn't have many. Uh, I never I have to really find a picture. Any. Yeah. Never like, really well, any. of course, again, I used to live by the video store. Like, they would give us movie posters. So I, was, I had a sh- And my, my friend Larry worked at, you know, still worked at the theater. I had a shit ton of movie posters my whole life. And I was like, oh, whenever I get my own room. You know, or we were in a trailer at the time, you know, for a while. Like, when we get in the house, I get my room, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna cover it with posters. So, and then when I got in the comic books, they would release the damn poster books. Yeah. Here's my comic books. And, like, yeah. literally, I didn't have wallpaper. I had posters, like, all over the place. Like, every, I mean, going, looking at it now, I was like, God, that looks so stupid. You know, <laughs> yeah. It was definitely a kid's room. No kidding. You know, but, like, God, going back, like, I didn't have any class. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, huh. anyway. But, uh, this movie, we'll get into. Let's just get into it. Released May twenty second, nineteen eighty five. Twenty, uh, yeah, twenty nine years ago. That's about to turn one. Aw, what a, what a great birthday present. 
that this movie came out while you were alive. <clears throat> Excuse me. IMDb 6.3. Rotten Tomatoes. Critics, 29%. However, the smart audience people know that it's 60%. At least. So uh, that's probably one of the biggest divisions that I can think of between critics and audience as, as far as uh, the ratings go on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, made it on a $14 million budget, open 20.1, so again, like Beverly Hills Cop last week, made its money back in its first week. However, it made less than half of what Beverly Hills Cop will go on to domestically gross, and uh, Rambo only made 150.4 domestically. Worldwide, however, 300, so a, a, a huge blockbuster on par with Beverly Hills Cop, uh, worldwide at least. Uh, rentals on this one, also got some information on that, 78.9 million, and I was... You know, a couple hundred, uh, not couple, you know, I'm exaggerating, but a lot of those. This is one of those that I would sneak in, like, rent. And then, like, my parents are in bed, I'll go in the living room. Because back in the day, we only had one VCR. And if you know what a VCR is, you know what I'm talking about. What's a VCR? <laughs> yep. Video cassette recorder, I think. I would say normally the people that are listening to this podcast. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You might get yeah. some some listeners, and no disrespect, might be some pretentious people that think they know all these movies. Mm. But you didn't live these movies. There was a day they when just we, hit stop. There was a day when you could go to Universal Studios and their tagline was live the movies and you did. You were on the boat when Jaws came out of the water. You experienced the earthquake. You were on a tram car in New York City when King Kong comes around the building and shakes you and you think you're going to die. You were in a DeLorean going rocketing through time with Doc Brown. Whether rides were there. You watched you went to Cyberdyne Systems and watched the Terminator be born. And watched the T1 million, and you watched John Connor and Arnold and the T800 save all of us. These days, you go to Universal, and it's like, oh, look, it's the fucking Shrek ride or some bullshit. The Mummy <laughs> ride's actually pretty fun, but you don't like it's, it, is, it doesn't compare to the old rides. There's some Transformer bullshit happening, so whatever. But anyway, Universal Studios used to be good, is my point. <laughs> Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. Shrek. Eh. House of Horrors. I've always, that's like the one reason I would want to go there like so bad is for the Halloween Horror Nights. Jurassic Park. Especially now they're all like uh, Walking Dead themed. Yeah, but it's... Uh, yeah, Horror Nights. The sad thing is like uh, it breaks my heart uh, when I hear like because uh, the, the last time we were at Universal like they had this it was when they were saying that um, pretty much the, it was in like a month they were tearing down the Jaws ride. So it was like wrote it one last time like mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and it's just sad like uh Making room for Transformers, or you know, making room for the world of Her- wizardly world of Harry Potter, or whatever. You know, buy some other fucking land. Leave these rides. The one in Florida is pretty fun, though. Yeah, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, it's got Marvel Superhero Island and all that yeah. stuff. I'm not, but uh, in fact, uh, like, uh, I will probably never go to Universal Studios. Holly, uh, what is it in Orlando? Again, right. I will go to Islands of Adventure because that's where that's the one I went. That's to. the one with the, the rides and everything, and like the movie rides now just aren't the same to me, at least. However, I've never been to the one in Hollywood, and that's the one where like you can still do backlot tours, I believe. Oh, see okay. like the Psycho House and like some of the you can see film history while you're there and stuff. Hmm. And I think, but they did did away with the Jaws ride too, which was totally different than the Orlando one. Nevertheless, uh, I lost track of what I was working. I got off on the <laughs> damn Universal Studios crap. Uh, Rambo. Yeah, that dude. Uh, Rambo. <laughs> little, little white Rambo instead of or big black, uh, big white Rambo instead of little black Sambo. I don't know who that. <laughs> That's a book. It's a okay. famous. It's a very famous book. 
Just have to explain God, I feel that. old. <laughs> that I, I don't even know that what that is. <laughs> anyway, George P. Cosmatos uh, directed it. Uh, I couldn't understand him at all in the documentary that was on the DVD, <laughs> on the Blu-ray, but he also directed one of the best Westerns ever, the Kurt Russell, Bill Paxton, Sam Elliott starring Tombstone, <laughs> and also directed uh, Cobra, which we mentioned last week, which Stallone ended up doing instead of Beverly Hills Cop. Little Black kind of Sambo was there. published in 1899. Yeah, <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> back in your day. You youngins don't know what you're missing. <laughs> uh, Stallone uh, worked with actually none other than James Cameron on the screenplay for this movie, uh, based on a story by Kevin Jarrett and the novel First Blood by David Morrell. Uh, of course, Stallone played the iconic John Rambo. It's sort of like his Terminator. You know, he was always Stallone and Schwarzenegger, the big action stars. Uh, Schwarzenegger, you know, pretty much handed, basically the Terminator became his signature role, whereas uh, Stallone, you know, Rambo. And Ra- and both of those, just the names of those characters have transcended their media and are part of, you know, the lexicon of language and everything. Like, oh, don't call Rambo. Who do you think you are, the Terminator? I mean, it's it's synonymous. These are iconic characters. Yeah. And I would argue that Rambo is the more iconic by far. Uh, than Terminator? Yeah. As far as, like, transcending... Not so much like numerous sequels or anything, but like it's more of a term than you're gonna go Terminator. Oh, you know, okay. I mean, like yeah, as far yeah, as okay, uh, I could dig that. And then, uh, of course, the late great Richard Crenna was Colonel Trotman, uh, Rambo one through three, uh, Leviathan with Robocop himself, Peter Weller, and then he made fun of himself in this movie in one of the greatest comedic sequels, Hot Shots Part Two, mm-hmm. the sequel to Hot Shots One. Just so you know, it's funny because uh, 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 Hot Shots One, of course, was parodying Top Gun, and then they yeah. came out with the sequel and parody Rambo. Like they could have done one more and parodied something else, I guess. Maybe Terminator. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But now that Lloyd Bridges is dead and Charlie Sheen's a so the, the next Gary Busey, uh, that will never happen. Uh, Charles Napier, a veteran of the podcast, not too long ago on our uh, first '80s movie, The Blues Brothers. Of course, he was. Uh, He's Murdoch in this, but he was, uh, what was the name of the, the country band? Something. Anyway, go watch the movie again. You deserve to watch it again. Uh, but he's also in Austin Powers. He was the uh, the guy that unfroze him, or the American that gave the order to unfreeze him. Mm. I didn't watch the first Austin Powers too, min- too much. Uh, I watched that one more than any of the other, one- other ones. Uh, Martin Cove, Erickson, of course, uh, none other than, uh, was it Mr. Chris? Was that his name? And what's his name, Karate Kid? Uh, Leader of the Cobra Kai? Not Mr. Chris. I'm thinking of Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Um, that's Mr. Kimball in Kindergarten Cop. No, the villain in Kindergarten Cop was Chris. Oh. Uh, John Kreese. Yeah, that was like CK yeah. word, whatever. Mm-hmm. John Kreese. Uh, he was John Steele in this next movie. <laughs> well, John's the tr- uh, quintessential does. like badass character name. John Rambo, John yeah. McClane, and uh, in Commando, he was uh, John Matrix. <laughs> So, pretty much, if you name your character John, they have to be a badass. Well, yeah. Oh, 20... <laughs> oh, John Carter. Nah. Oh, John Hannibal Smith from the A-Team. John Watson. John Smith from Mr. Mr. Smith. John Anderton. Nah. Long John Silver. Oh, that's a strange. The original John Smith. I don't know Doc Holliday's first name was John, but hey, there you go. I'll take the word John for it. John Dumbear. John Kimball. John McClane. Here we go. Now we're getting to the action. <laughs> Bender. John, John Connor. John Rambo. John Polarski, uh, Little John, John Shaft. John, oh, that was from Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, yeah. 
Go John back Clayton. up to Tom Cruise. John Darling. Minority Report. You didn't like that movie? No, I didn't. Oh. You're saying it's not like a big action movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's okay. more of a, you know, a thriller, I'd say. There's other Johns. Well, Little John's not really an action movie. Hey, <laughs> did you see that fight scene in Robin Hood? Disney's Robin Hood? And the real Kevin Costner Robin Hood? He just can't swim. This is his only weakness. It's okay. But uh, where was uh, Mar- uh, Arn Kovia, Karate Kid, of course, veteran of the podcast. The lovely Julia Nixon as co. Uh, she was also in Double Dragon. Lovely and also right. And also the Chuck Norris, Jonathan Brandis classic, Sidekicks. Uh, I'm willing to say she was cast in those movies because she's Asian. Mm. But she's also pretty damn gorgeous. Yep. If only Rambo didn't let that shit get gunned down in cold blood in the mm-hmm. middle of, you know, Vietnam. He could have been tapping that. Then maybe Rambo 3 and 4 would have She looks happen. like she lost lips in that picture. Like, where'd her lips go? <laughs> she still looks really good. There was another she picture on there somewhere. Lips. But, like, in this movie, gorgeous. Cute as a button. Yeah, she's still pretty. Rambo! Yeah. Ram that bow. <laughs> Whatever that means. Ram that bow. I don't know what that means. I'm just Hashtag. saying things. Uh, whereas, uh, Stephen Burkhoff from last week returns as Colonel Podofsky, the villain, once again in this movie, two weeks in a row. Hats <laughs> off, bro. Uh, of course, from Beverly Hills Cop and also A Clockwork Orange, which I said last week. And then Dana Lee was Captain Ken. And I bring him up because he was uh, one of the voices in Mulan and also recently in the Pineapple Express. But he's you've probably reckon he's been in, like, if they need an old Asian dude, they usually pick him <laughs> or that dude from uh, Temple of Doom. You know, uh, and a lot, and like a, a tons of TV, as you can see, and everything. If you're mm-hmm. here, you can't see it if you're listening. <laughs> but uh, take my word for it. As you can see, they don't all look Lethal the same. 4. Like some racists try to yeah, tell he's you, the general. In Lethal Weapon yeah, they don't even say what he is in Mulan. The X Files <laughs> just says Mulan. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, it doesn't even. Give him the right oh, credit. Oh, one of the things I remember him from is Return of the Living Dead 3 is the shop owner who the hot chick from Spawn eats his brain and he jumps out of the car and attacks the cops. So, <laughs> little random-ass bit of trivia there that doesn't <laughs> Good matter. Memory. I knew he looked familiar. I was like, oh, that's what he's from. Oh, he's an episode of MacGyver too, so street cred, yo. <laughs> but Daniel, have you ever seen First Blood Part 2? I think way back in the day. Like when you were, you know, like as in... I was a weed lad, probably like seven, okay. six. I don't see other Rambo really. movies? Nope. Since then or before? I haven't seen any. You need to see the last one because that shit's badass. I but heard I see that. We're talking about the 80s right now. But, <laughs> but still, that one's badass. So, watching... The one that's in Burma? Yeah. Yeah. Watching the quintessential, in my opinion, 80s action movie that defined an action hero. What'd you think? I thought it was pretty good. Um, there's nothing like that blew me away except all his guns yeah <laughs> no, I'm just being stupid which guns <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I thought it was enjoyable um, it's one of those I watched it in one view and again mm-hmm. um, I guess I was just really into the movies these past couple weeks mm. like a more than a what's that? risky risky business, business yeah. yeah but um, he's a badass and you know he likes his uh, serious face <laughs> without <laughs> he, he does that all the time just to flat out look like serious at you. He loves that shot. Uh, when he goes ape shit after the chick dies. That's yeah. my favorite part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> when he was hiding in the mud. 
That was badass. But yeah, but he's like, how did he get to the next thing so quickly? Like, it's a montage. It's an 80s <laughs> montage, Daniel. And he's John Rambo. Why do you ask these questions? I just find that awesome. Um, but you, yeah. Again. Why does a T-800 beat a T-1000 and a T-1 million? And then the T-whatever it was, the Terminatrix, whatever she was. Why does that 69 Mustang beat faster than a 2014 Mustang? You don't just add, you don't Got a new worry motor about this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's a uh, he's a good shot with oh, the uh, with, bow. with whatever weapon he has. Does he miss? I don't think he ever misses. If he misses, it's on it's intentional for some greater cause. Yeah, true. <laughs> and uh, after watching this, I hope you have a better reference for uh, UHF. Where he goes yeah, to break this, Stanley Spadowski out. This scene, this whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> he intimidates him so much, yeah, and this, this where he shoots this shot. arrow at this dude is just so badass. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> just the build. You just think, oh, he's gonna get shot and fall down dead. Nah, bro, it's Rambo. That's an explosive arrowhead. Uh, now you d- let me run further away and try to hit you. <laughs> and also. <laughs> That arrow traveled a long time. It did. Like, he, enough he for him to let it go. Yeah. Them both to react to what was about to happen. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, so, you, I mean, you did yeah. like it. I mean, you, it's enjoyable. A good little, good little popcorn flick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's something, you know, you could just... I'll watch it on TV if it comes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Uh, he's funny, though. It, it, Stallone is funny in general. Well, he's, I think, like Arnold, he transcended the action <laughs> genre to where he could do comedy, too. Yeah. Uh, which... You saw the speech at the end. <laughs> that wasn't meant to be funny, Daniel. Just <laughs> well, so you know. <laughs> but uh, what a weird bomb. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was like a keg, and then all of a sudden, all the water is <laughs> is gasoline. It blew up like every cliff just on the top of it. <laughs> but uh, speaking of how, how scared would you be if you were Murdoch and he said that to you? I'd be fucking <laughs> getting the fuck out of Dodge because you don't piss off John Rambo. You have there's nothing that can stop him like they mm-hmm. obviously like happens in the movie. He also can breathe underwater and then jump Holy twenty feet, <laughs> not twenty feet, but the way that shot it looks like he yeah, jumps an extraordinary, extravagant amount out of the water. I'm glad he takes the time to take his headphones off. He jumped out <laughs> before his full he gets into height. the fight. Yeah, just <laughs> beyond his full height. I mean, he's like a dolphin. He did a, he did a charge <laughs> jump. You know, he held that crouch long enough. A dolphin Rambo. Maybe you know because he is you know his ancestry is German Native American so. Yeah. He has that spirit bond to in, uh, to animals. They show his feet; they're like webbed and stuff. <laughs> web web toes. Yeah, web he's toes. got gills behind his ears, like Costner in Waterworld. That's why he stays underwater. Hit me with my gills. <laughs> That's why he has the hair. <laughs> the bandana's meant to kind of protect his, mm-hmm. protect the gills. <laughs> but uh, for, as far as uh, how my thoughts on this movie is, this is still no, it's dated. Don't get me wrong. Revisiting, mm-hmm. it's the action is dated. I mean, it's not like a modern action movie. But at the time, this was the fucking bomb. No yeah. pun intended on what we just watched with the bomb dropping. I mean, shots like that. But uh, this this is an iconic, genre-defining movie, in my opinion. Uh, inspired many. Definitely. Uh, inspired many better. Uh, that goes without saying, but inspired Rambo... Inspired one that we're going to review later. That's I true. Believe. Next week, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I love his perfect form when he flies out of the helicopter. That, that's a nice flip. But uh, often imitated uh, and you know parodied off, uh, all over with Hot Shots, UHF. 
it's just this movie is iconic in so many ways. But as growing up, like when I played GI Joe, like there was a GI Joe character uh, figure. He was a I can't remember his name, Quick Kick or something like that maybe. But his figure looked like Rambo, but he had almond eyes. So, hmm. but whenever I played with that GI Joe, he was always Rambo and always was the last one to die. If he died, usually he'd come back at the end with you know riding battle cap or something. <laughs> you know, right through the sun tour. <laughs> I think you would have heard it before. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) One thing, of course, technically this movie's really, really dated, but it's so funny how he's standing on a bridge, and then the next shot is of a hut blowing up, like the split second before it shows the explosion. So, oh, no, the bridge blew up. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, this movie inspired so much as a kid. Until Ninja Turtles came along, I would go outside, and my stick would be a M16 or a rocket launcher. And then Ninja Turtles came out, and then I would find two sticks, and I'd be Leonardo. Oh, Cutting down, you know, cactuses and high weeds in the yard. No, I found two sticks. Oh, you couldn't find a good long. As a kid, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> want to. Nobody. Well, growing up, at least with my friends, nobody wanted to be Donatello. That was who everybody wanted to be. Oh, really? Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. wanted to be Leonardo. See, y'all, I was Leonardo. Y'all kids fan. are stupid. <laughs> no, but as a kid, like my favorite, like it was mainly because of the weapon, mm-hmm. Leonardo. Like I, I want two so- dual wielding swords. This is yeah. this is insane. It's awesome. You know, I always wanted to have two swords, blah, blah, blah. Of course, then, uh, but usually at my, like my friends, everybody's like, Michelangelo's the best. He's so funny. Like, nah, Leonardo leads. <laughs> and then as you get older, it's like, Raph is like, Raph's the, Raph's the, ma- he's the leader of the turtles. He's the mastermind. He's the one, he's I'm the. I'm still a fan of Leonardo. <laughs> I still like Leonardo. But you, you, you love leader characters. Like, you love Cyclops. R- Raph doesn't follow Raph. very well. <laughs> Whatever. Didn't you, you saw TMNT? <laughs> You like let's, it? Let's I like it. Yeah. But I, I think it, it, it <laughs> gave I, a, a I still good... watched the Nickelodeon one. Yeah, and I, and I heard them talking about that on Geekly Dose last week. So good. Uh, I keep like, I should watch this. I think I'm them. the only one. That's, I mean, but it is good. I like how it... It's like Walking Dead for kids. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I mean, and you know, because yeah. it, it... You can't just jump in on an episode. Yeah. You know, you have to start from the beginning. Which is, I mean, as a kid, like as a kid series, I, I think that's not the way to go. Per, like... Oh, where it's, you should it's be able for to the adults. In. Yeah, but that's what the, I remember. I think you actually said that on Geekly Dose that, yeah, yeah. about that. So it's like I need to. I want to watch it, but then I ended up end up watching something else. That it's something that adults can turn on, kids can watch and be entertained. While the adults are literally like, "This is actually pretty good." And that, that's why that's where the, I think the genius of it, yeah, truly lies. And as a matter of fact, we were in Target the other day, and like I was looking at the new figures, and I was like, "Oh, Shredder looks bad." Like you know, it was, it was familiar, but like right new. I mean, big deal. Baxter Stockman's not a fly, and you know, but it was just like I was looking at the back, and like, oh, I recognize this dude. I recognize this dude. Blah. blah, blah. I was like, not. I really like the parody episodes I do. They like, they had an alien mm-hmm. episode, like squirrels or something yeah, like that, the or squirrels. But I mean, whenever they mutated, they looked just like aliens. <laughs> it's a mutated squirrel. Yeah, but it's and they took lines from the movie and stuff like that. That's so cool. awesome. Yeah, I definitely need to kind of check it out. And it felt different than every other episode because they kept it contained. It was all mm-hmm. in the sewer. They never left the sewer. Yeah, all time. So that that was their space. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't escape, so to speak. Right. <laughs> and see, that's that's so awesome because the one. I mean, again, I grew up on He Man, Thundercats, GI Joe, like all those. Uh, there are a couple two parters, but it doesn't matter what happened. You know, uh, two days ago, Cobra got beaten in Afghanistan. Oh, but now they're in Berlin. Oh, we got beat again. Yeah. yeah I mean, it doesn't matter until you have like the two-parter with Serpentor or something. Did you watch? Did you ever watch uh, Community? Mm-mm. I think we mentioned. Community I watched briefly. like when it first Last came episode. out. Uh, 
I had a DVR and watched like the first couple episodes. I just didn't like it. Well, they had a. But I've heard it's two weeks ago. They had found the, it's an animated float. episode with permission from the GI Joe guys. Real, so, so it's done in that 80s. The whole thing is done in the 80s thing, and the and the whole thing about the movie was that the main character killed people. <laughs> 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 and so uh, Cobra and G.I. Joe team up together <laughs> to try to take them down. And they miss completely with their but, blue and red lasers. Yeah, because they were yeah. like, we don't kill each other anyway, so we figure we team up and Did try it to take like you that, down. It had, But it had like G.I. Joe characters like in it, yeah. like interacting. Yeah, they were all in there. Now, was it Roger Rabbit's style, or the whole episode was animated? The whole episode was animated. i got to watch this. Yeah. And then at the very end, it cuts back to real life. But I mean, that's awesome. Like, that's that's really fucking cool. Uh, it, it was surprising because, like, at the beginning of the show, boom, you're an animated. They don't even explain why <laughs> until later on in the episode. Like, why is this going on? I love when things do that. Like, we don't have to sit here and explain shit. And then go on into the note. Yeah. You know, like this is why this happened. No, just fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> just do you, it. I mean, like we talked about last week, the happening. Don't explain anything. Just. Yeah. Just deal with what's happening, and then if they if they didn't have the whole plant thing in that movie, it would I think it would be exact opposite of how people feel about it. Yeah. Never explain. It, it's literally just a happening. Because everybody's it's a, at that point in Shalom Mama Ding Dong's career, you know, you're expecting a twist, you're expecting something, you know, they whatever. Might have upset people anyway. That you know. But I mean, I'd rather I'd rather have the people that understand. Uh, I'd rather not. I'd rather have. Uh, I don't mean to be derogatory or sound on horse, but like more intelligent people appreciate a movie for like, or let me, let me phrase that. I'd rather have people who understand film or appreciate things not be, you know, non-obvious stuff or think when they watch a movie, however you want to put it, enjoy the film rather than everybody hate it. Has there ever been an example of something that went unexplained that was a popular movie? Uh, in a less, in a similar sense, I mean, The Wrestler, I mean, you can, I mean, it's, you, the ending is ambiguous, right? So you know, it's one of those you can come out of like I think he lived, I think he died. Well, yeah, I, there were a couple of. Them I mean, like you know that. what I'm saying, like, uh, but I mean, it's it's yeah, done but, the gray. Yeah, with the, yeah. With the happening yeah. though, um, people would get pissed that he would say, "Well, he didn't." There, there was no conclusion. He didn't have. He didn't come up with anything. I don't, I, I understand oh. what the wrestler. I, understand, I never uh, watched the the gray, but. Uh, same ending, <laughs> <laughs> but it's better because it's Liam Neeson. <laughs> but the, like with the rest, there is a closing to it. Okay, I mean, I think yeah, it's obvious that he died. died but it, I mean, it, you could you can still yeah. you can still talk about. It. I mean, there's still it's not it doesn't show Marissa Tomei at his at the Rams funeral. Yeah, you know, it doesn't say this but, is what happened. But you can. Uh, well, here, okay. Uh, uh, I, I don't mean to, it might be a stretch, but like uh. Heath Ledger is not in, never even mentioned in Dark Knight Rises because he died, but it's not the Joker is still alive. You know, it's and he and Bane freeze everybody. They don't like stop to go. There's not a scene where like it shows like haha written everywhere or something. Right. You know, because there's no that's not important to this story or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's a lesser thing, but uh, you know, unless it's something. Well, let me phrase this. I think I might have talked about it before. I'm not the kind of person. I mean, it has to be something ridiculous to take me out of a movie. It has to be a, like 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 I talked about Lone Survivor. Like I'm just like okay, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like what? Uh, and then just you know snowballs from there. You yeah. go listen to that episode, whatever one that was. But uh, by by default, when you go into a movie, you automatically should be going in with a suspension of disbelief because you're watching a movie. 
I don't watch Star Wars. What the fuck? There's a fireball coming out of the Death Star. There's no oxygen in space. <laughs> Bullshit. You know, I'm not, what's that, that dude that hosts Cosmos? I'm out. I forget his name. He's uh, like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, he's intelli- incredibly intelligent, but like, dude, it's a sci-fi movie. Like, I don't wait. He talked. Well, bad I think about he said that? He, he mentioned like he he prefers Star Trek because they get the science right. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> yeah, but uh, have you seen you know up, n- the last two movies? Notwithstanding, I mean, com- you can't compare the two. <laughs> my opinion, yeah. Trekkies, uh, I respect you. I love Star Trek too, but. I like that Cosmo show, but he's not very good on it. I mean, he's intelligent, but he's yeah. not a great host. I'd rather watch the uh, Stephen Hawking show was great because he would. This is why I would do. Oh my god! But then, but then, like Sam Neill would start. I like the Morgan narrated. Freeman one. Oh, uh, uh, into the wormhole, uh, yeah, or whatever. Through well, the wormhole. That's yeah, it. I mean, he could, you know, he could be like, you know, through my bowels with Morgan. Yeah. Freeman. and this is where the shit comes together, <laughs> and this is where we're gonna get through it. And this is a chemical process, you know. <laughs> he's, it's, he's, he's. I mean, honestly, if if you hear like us talking right now. Blah, blah. But if all of a sudden Morgan Freeman, like, oh, what the f-? Like, it, it's serious. Like, I believe. And then I watched uh, Rambo. And it was great. You know, <laughs> whatever he says is law. I mean, it's. And I forgot why we got on that tangent or. Went from G.I. Joe yeah, to. to uh, oh, yeah, because I was talking about the action figure. Or explaining. Oh, did you ever play the Rambo it? game? Mm-mm. I did. On NES? Um, the one that's bird's eye view. Yeah, yeah, that game was awesome. I <laughs> it love was. It. I never, I didn't get very far. Whenever in they it. died, spin. <laughs> it was an awesome. It was I got a pretty damn game. far in it. Actually, I, really? I had it for PC. Oh wow, I didn't know. I didn't have any idea it was on anything else other than. I got it in a three pack from Sam's. It was Rambo, <laughs> Operation Wolf. Oh wow, and Quicks. Q W Q I X. Okay, um, it was like a grid game. You had to build this thing and trap this moving thing that's you know <laughs> it sounds vaguely familiar but i i can't place it but operation wolf Just that like, was one of those badass arcade games i had to play with the uh, the two guns that was one of those first games like that i remember it was so badass the uh okay yeah out of little thing that's dancing around you have to trap them in there you could only move around the edges and the smaller you got and you also have that damn spark that runs around but is that like kill you if it hits you or something um only if you're building at the time Oh wow, he's—I don't know what the fuck he's doing here. <laughs> I want to say I'll probably, actually. You know what? I'm, I think I'm just thinking of the Windows screensaver. That's why it looks familiar. <laughs> I don't think I've, I'm familiar Jeez, with this I don't game. Know but why he's doing that. yeah, the, in fact, I think recently there was a Rambo game not too long ago, but it got like terrible reviews, like for like a downloadable game or some shit like that. But it got like pretty much destroyed by critics and shit. And it's going for 99. percent That's what it is. What is that like covering ninety? Yeah, you got to cover the board that much. So he's trying to trap it to where it's in the smallest possible place. You have to only make certain sides, or why not just no, make no, like you a can big... cut across? But the thing is, if you get caught while you're making it, you die. Oh, okay. Uh, this is definitely overkill, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen minutes of that. Yeah, that's crazy. But, but uh, anyways, yeah. Anyway, so to me. Uh, to get back on topic, not that we're off topic, but uh, Rambo, this Rambo defined the action hero as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's because of Rambo that, you know, you have John McClane's. I mean, Arnold was doing Conan's and stuff before this. Uh, this was 85. Not, Terminator was 84, I think. I think it was right before this. So, uh, I mean, you had Terminator, but that was a villain. You know, he wasn't a hero until post-Rambo with uh, T2 and everything. So, uh, I think this was a this is a very important movie in the action genre. Uh, we'll talk about 
uh, we're revisiting it. Like we kind of said to me, the the uh, the biggest flaw in it is more so the the '80s aesthetic of it. With the you know, not that it's badly directed, but it, it's an 80, it, it it looks like an '80s movie, which means it looks like a USA original television show today. You know, as far as the action and all that kind of stuff. But still, it's just and like you you mentioned when he comes out of the mud. To me, that's still like one of the baddest ass things ever. <laughs> Because, you know, Arnold's, okay, Arnold's hiding from the Predator and, like, has a thin layer of mud, which got busted by Mythbusters anyway. But, you know, he's, like, right there. But Stallone, until he moves, like, you can't see that dude. Rambo's got better camouflage skills. Not that, well, even when Arnold put on the mud, you know, it was like. You put it on quick. Yeah. But, uh, well, I mean, Rambo did too, but, hey, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because he's Rambo. You know. He, he had his little, it was already like molded out for him. He yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, he, he probably planned it, you know, to where he just like lean it like a Robin Hood Prince mm-hmm. of Thieves where they run and slide under the blankets with the, the foliage on them. He just like stood there and like cut the little rope and the little mud went <laughs> instantly camouflaged. <laughs> it's just so bad. And like for like for the longest time, like I wanted that knife. That was like the, the of course, being, uh, you know, a child, like n- my no p- sane parent would give me a fucking Bowie knife. Uh, and understandably, you know, you don't give your kids that as a toy, but I always wanted that uh, that knife that he had in here as a kid growing up. Still haven't got it, but now that I'm a kid grown up, I'm grown up and still a kid, who knows what I might eventually find. But uh, anyway, this was, getting on to kind of the trivia on it, this is really badass, uh, but it makes sense, as you'll get to, uh, as I'll as I'll come to, I should say. Uh, but the original choice for the uh, the Russian villain, Colonel Podovsky, was none other than Dolph Lundgren. How badass would it have been to have Dolph Lundgren be in this? However, they don't actually, like, come face-to-face, well, they come face-to-face, but they don't actually fight. You know, it's a helicopter right. battle. Uh, however, uh, when Stallone realized that it was the same, that Lundgren was going to be in it, uh, and they were already talking about, he was already set to be in Rocky Four. he pretty much said, nah, you're not going to be in this movie. Uh, but they paid off Lundgren's contracts. So he pretty much got paid to not be in this movie and mm-hmm. then went on to be, uh, I don't drew a damn blank on his name before. Ivan Drago. Yeah, Drago. Crush you. Uh, mm-hmm. In Rocky IV. Which is probably a good thing because, again, the, the villain role in this isn't, it isn't necessary. I mean, it's necessary, but it's not like a, uh, it's not a big part of this movie. The, it's about Rambo killing every Vietnamese soldier in the film. Mm-hmm. And then coming back and and handling business. Oh, speaking, watching the boat scene. Speaking of which, he they kill all these dudes, and then you know this boat's coming, and then unloads on the boat, fills it with a million holes, and then as he's going to get the rocket launcher to shoot him, one dude is still alive up top and starts strangling him. <laughs> that means this dude first of and look in that shot, he's not even there. Of course, again, we're, I'm picking at it because it's a movie and you shouldn't be worried about that because it's Rainbow. Right. But anyway, as you're watching here, the boat's getting splintered. Uh. And that dude, he's still alive at this point. You know, he could have just lived, but no. He's, he's dodging he, all these bullets, he too. He then tries to kill Rambo. Biggest mistake of his life. He gets a knife through his gut. But it's, it's just funny to me. <laughs> and Rambo also loves to dive away from explosions, which that is the only correct way to evade an explosion. But, I mean, there's at least four in this movie where it's, the, you know, the, the jump as the explosion goes off, right. which I'm not complaining about it, because it's just so badass. Watch here. Now, the guy that's been... <laughs> he's still alive. He could have gone, gotten away free. Nah, I kill you, Rambo. You just could have laid there and... Yeah, he was just chilling You could have survived. Taking all the bullets. All your, I mean, they, he just killed everybody on your boat. 
And you're going to fuck with the dude? <laughs> Whatever. But anyway, uh, James Cameron wrote the treatment in the original draft of the screenplay, uh, which Stallone kind of heavily edited. And Cameron went on to say pretty much that the story and the action was his, but all the politics of the movie was pretty much what Stallone added to it. When by politics of the movie, there's one explosion. Yeah, uh, and the jump. By the politics is more he so. Jumped off a trampoline. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, all Vietnamese riverboats have a trampoline on the front, Daniel. It's for the tourists. <laughs> but uh, the politics of the movie is more is pretty much summed up by one of Rambo's lines in the beginning, where like we get to win this time. About like you know yeah we know we could still win Vietnam kind of it was very this was a very polarizing movie at the time because eighty five you're only you're less than ten years removed from when troops were finally pulled out of Vietnam and the fall of Saigon and everything so it's kind of still a raw emotion in the United States filmed at in the Mexico time, which looks just like <laughs> Vietnam I would assume which maybe. is still better than the John Wayne Green Berets where they filmed it in like the Appalachian Mountains with pine trees and right other things which was interesting. <laughs> But uh, it should be of note, too, that Cameron wrote the original idea for this along with Aliens while he was delayed filming The Terminator. And I think we did talk about that on the Aliens episode, how uh, because Terminator was late, that's when he developed the story of Aliens. But, you know, this is cla- – this is, I mean, Cameron developed his three – you know, three of his uh, – the biggest films with his name on it. Well, let me take that back. No, not three of the biggest films because he went on to do Titanic and Avatar. So some of his bigger movies were all done because – or two of his movies, I should say, to be totally accurate, were done while it was the late shooting Terminator. So good things can come of that. This Much probably like, took like half a sheet of paper, though. To be no honest. shit. <laughs> Stallone, explosions, dollar signs. Yeah, exactly. Stallone with dollar sign. <laughs> yeah, with the dollar First sign. blood, two with a dollar yeah. sign. Like, yeah, that, that's just every pitch after Aliens, just yeah. dollar sign. He walks in like, what do you want to make, John? James? Just slides a dollar sign over. Dollar okay, greenlit. Yeah, it's yeah, about a piece right. of shit that starts that gets magical powers and goes back inside people to control them. Copyright Trey Harris. There you go. 2014. <laughs> Mr. Hankey's Wild Adventure. Uh, where? Oh, uh, and like we talked about last week on IMDb. Again, IMDb people can go on and add shit, so it's kind of like Wikipedia in a way. Uh, but on the trivia of this one, it also states that this film claims to be the first film to release in 2,000-plus United States theaters, which Beverly Hills Cop last week also claimed. So I leave it to you to decide who you believe. Mm. But it goes without saying that John Rambo would kick the, beat the shit out of Axel Foley. Mm. So Axel can have the, that stat of opening in 2,000 theaters because he can't compete with Rambo else otherwise. I'm just saying. Who can? We will find out <laughs> in 15 episodes... Dun, dun, dun. A little teaser, and that's all you get till 15 weeks from now. Mm. Uh, let me see. Where am I? Uh, oh, this, okay. Like we talked about last week with the with Stallone possibly being Axel Foley, this movie probably has the most incredible what-if scenario, excuse me, that thank God did not happen. Okay, brace yourself. Did you read anything? Mm-mm. Okay, good. What would you think... If the original idea for Rambo 2 considered Rambo teaming up with his protege, played by none other than John Travolta. It's so weird. <laughs> and they, they would go on the same mission that he went on here to rescue POWs, Stallone and Travolta, in a non-comedy movie, <laughs> going to rescue Vietnam 
prisoners of war. Uh, Stallone himself, in his exact verbiage, uh, well, let me say, let me let me rephrase that. Stallone nixed the idea completely, and in his own verbiage, uh, said that it would be better that this film was a solo project. <laughs> And that's probably one of the greatest decisions ever made to maintain the integrity of a film franchise. Because that's what it would look like. God. 1985-ish. John, what we doing John over here? John, come on. We got to say these prisoners of war, man. Oh, my God, my hair. <laughs> oh, I don't know I did Michael Jackson right oh, there. <laughs> Channeling the wrong person. That would have been ridiculous. God, I can't even... Imagine, so imagine seeing like the poster like still on with the thing, <laughs> and then like Travolta then, peeking his head over his shoulder, like, <laughs> just the back the <laughs> with the Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to make that and put that on the Facebook page when I'm bored at work tomorrow. Uh, this was really cool, and actually made me want to read the book for First Blood because, of course, the original movie is based on a book, and in the original movie, oh, that's that's the perfect picture of Travolta. It's a picture from him from uh, the sequel to. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. Just put him over Rambo's shoulder. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Him and Adele Dazeem. Yeah, him in the background somewhere. Yeah. Just <laughs> the explosion. Pointing at the sky. <laughs> but that what? The background. <laughs> the explosion. <laughs> Genius. Poseidon's Underworld. I don't even know what that is. I don't know. Don't want to know. Although it was made in the 80s. Oh, boy. I don't know. Xanadu was enough. <laughs> at least there was there was good things to look at in Xanadu. That, not so much. He's not in Xanadu. No, I'm talking about this movie, Staying Alive. Oh, okay. <laughs> good God. Yeah. Maybe one day. <laughs> one day. I don't know about that. But uh, 1983. Anyway, I found this really interesting. In the book, Rambo actually dies at the end. But in the movie, in the original First Blood, spoilers, he's alive, which allowed this sequel to be made. But of course, they could always just pull a Michael Crichton, and when your character dies in the original book, you just bring him back for the sequel anyway. And don't even explain it. Like, screw you guys. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, where am I? Oh, it should be noted that this film was nominated for an Oscar. Didn't win, uh, but it was nominated for Best Sound ed- Editing. Hmm. But it did win the Razzie what? for Worst Picture, Worst Actor, Worst Screenplay, and Worst Original Song. Which, the song at the end of this film, it is of note, was done none other by then, none uh, by none other than if I could speak correct today, mm. Stallone's blood, uh, blooder, blooder, his yeah. blood brother, and also his real brother, Frank Stallone. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where that song at the end is. Uh, and also, it, it, uh, usually in an, like an Arnold movie, uh, 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 stop laughing at me, Daniel. I hate when you laugh. You know what happens when you can't stop laughing <laughs> at me? Uh, You're gonna die laughing. But um. Usually, in, uh, especially like The Running Man or uh, a lot of the 80s movies, there's usually uh, Top Gun as well. There's that theme, you know, there's some lot like, uh, not theme, but song that's, you know, kind of goes with it. Even Transformers the movie had one. You got the touch! This one, not so much. This song is so bad. I even, like, listen to, like, the first little bit in the credits, like, this is just, this song is so bad. It's, it's absolutely terrible. So it definitely deserved that, Razzie. But come on, worst movie? Worst actor? You mean to tell me in 1985 there wasn't a worse movie than Rambo 2? Or a worse actor than Sylvester Stallone? Oh, that's God. The, actually, that's the original. Oh, that's the original. Okay, well, that's the theme anyway. That's we don't need nice. to listen to it. 
No. If you must. Go to the, the main movie to the end of it. Like you it, were and they cut out the credits oh. on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you think they would like keep them? But I guess you know mm. the, the to keep the streaming rates down. Right. Of course. And ads, but Not anyway. Netflix. Body count. Care to take a gander at this one? Uh, I might just more than seven. I'm gonna go fifty-five. You wanna harbor a guess? Fifty-six. <laughs> oh, try to pull the old prices right gag, and you would still lose. It was sixty-seven. I would win. You would win. Would, you said fifty-seven. What'd you say? I mean, no, I, I said, said fifty-five. Oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry. My bad. I thought you said one under what he said. So you did win. Excuse me. You lost, Daniel. You lost for laughing at me. Now, 67 deaths total. How many of those were by Rambo? Why is this in Rambo? Because it's about, like, dead soldiers from Vietnam and shit. How many? Uh, 66. Of the 67, you're saying 66 was Rambo? Uh-huh. You want to guess? I'm sorry, what was the question? Of the 67 <laughs> people killed in this movie, how many were by Rambo? Probably 95% of that. <laughs> uh, I don't know the exact percentage ratio, but you said 66. You're wrong. Oh. 57. Oh, okay. Of course, he didn't kill his love interest. That's what I thought it was just that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, the th- and then, but she killed some people too, so. Oh, yeah. Aside, the other nine deaths were killed by her, and then the other one to round out the 10 that he didn't kill was her herself. Mm-hmm. And Frank Stallone is the biggest look. <laughs> he looks so ridiculous. Looks like they did one take back. That's all. That's enough. We'll just throw in some clips of the movie and we're done. Although, uh, what was that movie? Fred Claus, I think. Terrible movie, but they had a scene with like a lot of famous people's brothers, and he was in that Fred Stallone, uh. Frank Stallone and uh, I think Bill Clinton's brother, Roger Clinton. It was all like the famous people's all right. terrible siblings, and he was in it. Was a, it was the best part of that movie. But yeah, usually uh, 80s action movies had a little bit better soundtrack so this definitely deserved the this Razzie for awful. this yeah it's it's, it's not even sister. yeah there you go I mean there's a great <laughs> one right there so yeah and that's that so Daniel watching Rambo for the first time in many moons Rambo 2 Rambo first blood part 2 excuse me to keep it straight because the, the fourth film in the franchise is just called Rambo uh, what would I give it <laughs> <laughs> he does have immaculate 80's hair though <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you worked what, on that one. What score would you give this film? I'd give it today. about a six and a half. Okay, yeah. so kind of in the line with the uh, IMDb and the mm. audience, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, to, now, my scores again. This one is definitely biased because of growing up and how much this movie inspired me as a kid in the backyard shooting Vietnamese imaginary Vietnamese soldiers in my yard. Uh, Eight point five, and also its impactfulness on the genre. But revisiting it again, like you know, as a as today, it would be lower. Uh, naturally, but to me, it's still ends. an 8.5. Jesse could stop it any time he wants, but he's torturing us. Uh, but uh, in the you want to do your sports or it it, it goes oh, together. Want? Okay, well let's do. I'll do. We'll get. To, we'll do that right mm-hmm. after this. In the real world, May 22nd, 1984, glorious day for all humanity. Uh, three days prior, on May 19th, John Anthony Walker Jr. is arrested by the FBI for passing confidential naval communications to the Soviet Union. That bitch. Now, if Rambo knew about that, there wouldn't, you know, there would be, be a, a trial. Rambo five. Yeah. 
So he, he's excused in a way because he did this before this movie came out. The day after this movie came out, Thomas Patrick Kavan is sentenced to life in prison for attempting to sell stealth bomber secrets to the Soviet Union. I don't appreciate that. You know, after this movie came out, he should have been like, fuck it. Mikhail, sorry. <laughs> we Rambo will find me and, you know, I can't, it's, it's, it's not worth it anymore. But yeah, which is interesting too because, again, we're talking 1985 and that means this dude was working at uh, Area 51. <laughs> so... That's where he, had, he got the secrets from. So Area 51 had a leak in 1985. You begin a luck. <laughs> Our YouTube vid- viewers saw that. Oh, right. What, what you did. Yeah, that's pretty epic. I do it for a living, though. So. <laughs> you want to do yours first or you want to talk about it first? We'll talk about it and segue right into yours. Okay. So sports. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sports. Rewind. Um, ooh, Echo. <laughs> uh, Rainbow First Blood Part 2 came out on the 22nd, May 22nd, 1985. There were some famous people born on May 22nd. Uh, it was a pretty damn good tennis player. He's still around. Jo- Novak Djokovic was born on oh, May wow. 22nd. Of the same year or the same day? No, guess his age. <laughs> if I had to get... Uh... 26. Exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> it just seems like he, with tennis players that their careers start so young. So he yeah. seems like he's been around a while. Yeah. Like he should be our age or something. Yeah, you would think. Like it seems like it. <laughs> but he is uh, 26. But there was another guy born that day, and his name was Daniel Bryan. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that guy. Yes. 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 And that kind of segues into our... Uh, Back to the future this week. Uh, He's 32, by the way. He was born in 1981. That's pretty old for a wrestler. 32? Yeah. Not really. It's not too bad. That means he's only got five, you know, five, ten years left. Nah. He's got like 20 years left. I don't know. One injury is all it takes. DDP started like when he was 43. (laughs) DDP was my age. I think he was like 34. No, he... He's or 36 been, uh, or something. Talking about his yoga, and he's always says, like, I started my career when I was 43. And, you know. No, I, Brian has a lot longer. Cena's in his 40s, right? I don't know. Mm, he doesn't seem like he would be. Anyway. 77. Oh. Getting there. Yeah, 36. Well, excuse me. <laughs> oh, so oh, I didn't even know he was married. Well, he must have kicked her to the curb for that Bella twin or whatever. Yeah. That's basically yeah. what happened. Wow. I don't find them attractive. Okay. They look like sluts. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. All the divas look like sluts. They all look like sluts. In fact, because uh, uh, we watch, me and Autumn will watch Raw Mondays <laughs> now, and like every time the, the one divas match comes on, it's just like, it's like they couldn't make it as a stripper. Right. Or they're a stripper that like to go to CrossFit. I think they, that's just like how they have to dress and all that stuff. It just seems... I always fast forward. It's not so much that. I mean, Trish Stratus and uh, mainly Stratus and Lita, especially, they could actually wrestle. Like it was entertaining to watch them, and you know the fact that they weren't sweaty men in speedos made it a lot more entertaining. I heard part of it with uh, the new champion is because she doesn't botch moves. There's been two botch finishes. There was a botch finish at WrestleMania. God, I can't talk either. With AJ? Yeah, something Mm. like that. Something went wrong at that, and then. Um, I think it it happened before that. Hmm. 
I so, found that funny because when she won the title on Raw, like that chick Paige, yeah. like it looked like she fucked up her finisher. Well, like, it looked like it, the most yeah. ineffective no, move ever. It, well, it looked like AJ didn't sell it. Mm. That could have. I mean, yeah. that is half of the battle, so to yeah. speak. I mean, no, but, it could be but Scott she, Hall. she. Well, they're going to be pushing NXT right now, anyway. Right after they are, yeah. like a ton of people coming yeah. over. Mm-hmm. I, I liked AJ. As, I like AJ. Know. Yeah, I always would get up and wash my dishes from supper when they came on so I have no opinion and I was actually not there for that match I like at WrestleMania AJ, I was AJ getting was snacks doing the thing with Daniel Bryan years ago I do remember that like because yeah. that I think what, what, him losing at WrestleMania in yeah. like 14 seconds yeah whatever event that what, was that WrestleMania we watched yeah. yes okay yeah, yeah. 28 because I, I remember y'all like yeah, you, first and, match. you and Dobson <laughs> mainly Dobson like dude this Trey this dude's awesome he's a great wrestler watch this guy <laughs> and I think with Sheamus just boom yeah. psh, I'm like <laughs> Took him out. At least like, we were right. <laughs> it just took a while. It took a while, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, of course, this is coming a little bit later. So I'm sure. If, uh, <laughs> and again, if you like wrestling, keep listening for our thoughts. If you don't like wrestling, we'll see you next week. Uh, I was, as a kid growing up, I, I love uh, Hulk Hogan was a god. Like, you know, wrestling was real back then. Uh, you know, uh, Undertaker really was a dead man, you know, under the power of the urn. I don't know if I ever thought it was real. I mean, as a, when I first thought it, saw it, yeah, like as a wow. really, you know, six, seven-year-old, like, wow. I mean, it is it is real. What they're doing in the ring is real. The storyline, you know. I thought, yeah. this, you know, it was like, oh, no. Like, what if, I mean, Ultimate Warrior can't beat Hulk Hogan. He's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know, it was, you know, as a kid, that suspension of disbelief was, yeah, like, I didn't watch it that big. far back. That's probably why. Uh, you know, and, like, back in the day, we didn't even have cable. I mean, I had to go to my grandparents to watch That's funny. Raw and shit like that, and we... They never had pay per view, so it was always like the next Monday, like, oh God, you know, no internet or any of that shit. So it was like, uh, who won? You know, you didn't know until Raw came on and the curtain opened. And even then, it, it, you didn't know if it was the winner or the loser coming out. But anyway, so I haven't watched hmm. wrestling since the 90s until recently. And of course, WrestleMania came here to our backyard, practically in New Orleans, WrestleMania 30. So all three of us and our, uh, well, me and Jesse's wife and then our other friend and his uh, girlfriend all loaded up. Uh, Went to check it out. It was my first... Profe- well, no, I did see that one TNA event, but it was the first WWE, WWE event I ever went to. Uh, first time I ever went into the both? Superdome. Oh, wow. That was like my third or fourth. Yeah. Get in, <laughs> let, me, let me knock you off your high horse. We well, got I kept winning them from radio contests. So. It's awesome, though. Yeah. Uh, the first one I paid for. Let me put it that way. Well, there you go. There you go. We're all in that same boat. So uh, it was definitely worth going to. It was really awesome. Uh, but I'm happy to say that at least in my taste in wrestling, it's getting back to how it used, to, how it was when I enjoyed it. Uh, ath- like the character, the storylines, as well as the in-ring action, is very entertaining mm-hmm. to me now. More so than when I stopped watching and didn't give a shit about it anymore because I thought it was stupid, or had gotten stupid, I should say. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, we all went. Uh, any thoughts? Initial. I mean, where do you want to go with Triple it? H's entrance. <laughs> like yeah, that this was is cool. the first time I've seen anything like that. With that the, was definitely feel felt like the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that the theatrics and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, again we talked about Stone before, Cold coming out. Hearing that glass break was just like Funny chill. Enough, like I missed uh, the glass breaking. Really? Like I didn't even hear it. I heard the music. Oh, as soon as, yeah, da-dum. I was like, oh okay, Stone Cold. but I totally didn't hear the glass. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> and then of course the rock came out afterwards. I mean that that was amazing seeing childhood icon and then uh, two of the greatest wrestlers ever on the ring you're just talking i was i was hoping i would have 
probably jumped up. The one time I would have jumped up and screamed if Stone Cold when he was handing Hogan a beer just popped that stunner. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so amazing. I was hoping, like, please just do a stunner. Yeah. But anyway, that that was a real big highlight for me. Whenever Hogan first said Silver Dome, oh, God. the very first oh, time yeah. I kind of looked, I was like, did he? Did he, <laughs> did he mean Dome? to do that? And, and then when he said it again, people started else? booing him. Silver Dome's where he won against Andre the Giant. Yeah, WrestleMania okay. 3. So I guess that was an accident. Yeah, you were just thinking but back. Yeah, everybody turned on him at that point. <laughs> he was like, just, why are they booing me? Yeah, you can see the, that. I felt bad for him because he was like... It was so funny. <laughs> it was that Austin came out and ribbed him about it. Yeah. Yeah. The Rock came out and ribbed him about everybody it. Everybody did. Yeah, it was Paul Heyman, like, Heyman the day after. The next, yeah. The <laughs> Super Dome. That was great. Not the Silver Dome. One little kind of sad thing we could say is that was the... Second to last, third to last day of Ultimate Warrior's life. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, that's one a good thing I want to talk about yeah. too. One here was simply that we got to see he him. as a wrestler. He wasn't the best in ring. Like you, nobody can argue that, in my opinion. Same with Hogan. Uh, yeah. When you watch, I'm not again. I, I love like as a kid, I love Warrior. But I mean, when you watch those matches back, like that, that when when we were really young growing up, there's you know it's. There's not much to them. It's leg drops and clotheslines. You know, mm-hmm. they're still. I mean, they're still big guys throwing each other around. It's still great. It's still cool. But uh, he, I think, along with Hulk Hogan, I, I would say Warrior was probably one of the most. Uh, I hate to use the term stereotypical, but most one of the more ideal personifications of wrestling was what it was in the '80s. Because you had Hogan, you had Macho Man, you had Andre. Million Dollar Man, Ultimate Warrior, you know, big, colorful. There's a great little uh, meme out with Ultimate Warrior screaming. This was before he died, but it says like, "I'm dressed like a girl's bike." <laughs> you know, it just it was, it was like that. You know, Bret Hart wore pink. He was the Hitman. You know, he made wearing pink cool. The only shirt I have with pink on it is a Hitman T-shirt. Not that there's anything wrong with pink. I'm just saying I don't <laughs> wear pink. But uh, you know, uh, so definitely when Warrior did pass away last week, I mean, it what we did lose an icon of the '80s, in my opinion. Uh, as well as the sport, because it was it was one thing you could tell at uh, with a at the Raw tribute show this past Monday for Warrior was who worked with him and who grew up idolizing him, as opposed to because people that worked with him didn't like him. Right. I mean that's a, I mean I have the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD, which I had many years ago, not just because he died, uh, and I mean Hogan. They're all you know they also like you know he he the one thing. They talk about it, it's more defaming about how he was on the business side, but they it, it's all saying how the fans loved him and that's what it was important. So it's not it's it's a two sided argument, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean of course it's all backstory stuff. But I mean that was in, in in now that was probably the one of the coolest things about going to WrestleMania was that even though it was a tiny little dot, you know, got to technically see the Warrior, mm-hmm. Ultimate Warrior Share before. The building. Yeah, exactly. And how damn prophetic. Was his speech on Raw the next no night? Kidding. And it's just like, like I'm going to die tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, that's all. <laughs> May as well have said that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that when I first heard it, along with believing it was fake, I thought he killed himself. As I just like, based on that speech, it was well, the a perfect the, opportunity to. I know, <laughs> when so, I heard, like when I yeah, found he, it, he had kids. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he and, that, that, that doesn't necessarily make a difference. I mean, it does. Sometimes kids make Benoit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talk about wrestlers, but uh, that was a lot more aggressive. For yeah, because sure. uh, of course, at the Hall of Fame, you know, and especially in hindsight, I mean, his speech was great. We were talking about his family and everything, mm-hmm. but like in hindsight, you know, his daughters walk him out on the stage. He tells how much, you know, all this was doesn't compare to how much he loved being a father. You know, it was really, really sad. But uh, when I first found out he was, he died, and it was confirmed, like multiple sources saying it was it was it wasn't an internet hoax. I thought like 
probably that his induction and all this stuff was because he he might have had a disease or something. He knew he was going to die, you know, or he was fighting something. Then maybe he had cancer and wasn't a good outlook or something. So this was kind of a, you know, Vince's last. You know, they made peace and he was making peace with everybody and got one last hurrah, which that necessarily wasn't the case. It was heart disease and a massive heart attack. But I mean, it's just eerie. You know, mm-hmm. he he literally gave his eulogy. Yeah, and then it's it's just bizarre. It's one of those crazy wrestling stories, you know. But of course, the biggest well before the uh, at the event itself, <laughs> the the biggest thing uh, about WrestleMania was of course Undertaker losing the streak, which I will never forget. I looked right at Daniel, and he looked at me, and it was just like pure like is it what what. Like, like, what is happening right here? Like, un- right, disbelief. Quiet for and so long. It was it what it that was so weird. I thought it was a mess up. I thought what happened? Here? Like, this was not right. supposed to happen. Like, did, did somebody it was really quiet get hurt in there? Yeah, for it was quiet for like you know a, at least a minute I'd say. And then you know, bull, and then yeah. the whole crowd bullshit, bull. Yeah. When when it when they you know because uh, they had the count, and then it was at least uh, I mean it, it felt like an eternity. Uh-huh. You know, and then like. Then the graphic comes up before the and like what 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 the graphic came up and then it went blank again yeah so we were kind of like what somebody's about to come out and say that that wasn't a, a real finisher no way yeah, yeah that was a fast count you yeah. know there was oh, something yeah like Triple H runs out there yeah because yeah, he was I mean he's still late in the ring mm-hmm. like for a good thing there's all these now quote unquote that, some conspiracy theories that he was hurt and told Rock to finish the match because or saying he was rushed to the hospital this is all stuff no was, he really was hurt he but, got a concussion. There was all this stuff like the, the night up, like getting back when we got back. Like I was laying in bed looking at all like the oh, uh, fees. Like my my friend works at the hospital. And his mother said that they brought the Undertaker in. Yeah, and he's not responding. He and oh, but, I mean oh, it was all, you know, it, was, it was just like what is all this? But like saying, yeah. but then people that watched the pay per view were saying you could see him. I haven't watched the match on the thing it. either, but you could see him say like in, like uh, you know because there was two wrestling times is fa- where, you know they're choreographing yeah. the match while you're watching it yeah and like there's. Uh, reportedly, you can see him say like, you know, end it now, F five, and that's when he does the final F five. And they they were saying one on wow. one of the moments where he could have got con- the concussion. You remember when he put him in that vice grip and Lesnar lifted him oh, and, and then hit him, him back on the ground. The the guy that I work with, it's the wrestler. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, he he, he was depth. like watching, and he said that's probably the point where he got the concussion. The hmm. F five doesn't help though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean that was. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a lot of talk about you know I didn't I didn't expect the streak to end. I thought it was you know, but especially because there was practically no build up. You know what was funny is I was talking to Dobson five minutes before the outcome. This is during the match. I was like, I wonder if they have odds for like, oh, you know they have odds for the matches. Yeah, and I was like, I wonder what the odds are for Lesnar winning. And and then like five minutes later, hmm. but that uh, and the thing and honestly, uh, I think. in hind, like at the moment, I was like, "No way! This is bo- like this. I can't believe this just happened. Like yeah. that they they put him over with minimal buildup, and like this might. And of course, the speculation that it might have been Undertaker's last match, and there was not much. <laughs> there wasn't, you know, f- you know, he started shouting, "Thank you, Taker!" After he finally, you know, got up, it was just so long. And I mean, the the pictures you see of the event where you see the crowd, yeah, that's that's true because it just was fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all were just sitting there like, "What?" And you could in the Superdome, you could hear a pin drop for a moment. Yeah, and that was just about, just like what. Yeah. But ultimately, though, looking back on it, like it, I, it's much cooler. Or I'm much more proud to say I was there when it ended. I, yeah, I saw the streak in live. 
rather than just yeah, I saw him beat. Undertaker's almost. It's a cool, you know, like we that that will because honestly, Paul Heyman had it right when he was announcing it on talking about Raw. Like champion, everybody's been a champion practically. You know, like people are champions all the time, but only one person can ever beat the streak, and the streak is the thing in the industry. uh, You know, the storyline, whatever that has true merit. And that was cool. See, you know, that's probably one of the biggest moments in wrestling as far as storylines go. Not talking about. Montreal Screwjob or Owen falling from the ceiling or anything, but right. I mean that's that's like the biggest accolade that anybody could ever get in they that a, in that uh, little TV hmm. show. Muscona, real quick. Uh, Muscona is a uh, Matt Muscona is a sports writer or mm-hmm. sports radio guy. I'm sorry, he's a local guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he goes they on one of my songs on his show. One hundred four five ESPN. Uh, but anyway, he hated it. He had Jim Ross on. Really. Um, like a phone interview or like in I think it was a phone interview and he was asking Ross what's the what's the most shocking thing you've ever seen he said I mean I don't want to talk about it it was Owen Hart he yeah. said another thing that just totally shocked me was when McFoley came. oh they yeah. didn't yeah because yeah. that wasn't <laughs> getting thrown off of the uh, well thrown off of it or thrown cell. through it because I know going through the cage no thrown off of it just I mean that was planned but God dang, he's yeah. what sixteen yeah. feet up. Uh, but speaking of that up. match where he goes through the cage, yeah, that was not planned. Yeah, that wasn't planned. On to thumbtacks. Yeah. So yeah, it hurt. <laughs> yep. But uh, but it was a it was a good event. It was awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. and the thing is, in the and also part of the disbelief for the streaking and to me was that you kind of knew Daniel once he beat Triple H, you knew he was going to win the title. I mean, for sure. But who's going to remember that about WrestleMania Thirty is uh, will forever be the that's when the streak, you know, that's the bit that was the main event. Yeah. You know, it almost should have gone that should have been the last match. That was kind of on the title match at that point. Last match, so. I know, but it's like yeah, he won the title, Every, but everyone probably would have suspected, uh oh, something bad's gonna happen if they're putting this last. No, that is true, because that does every play, other year it wasn't last. That does yeah. play into it. So but to well, me you, you take you take away from the title if you don't have that as the main event at WrestleMania. That's a good point. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, you put it into perspective for me. <laughs> but I, I'll remember Daniel Bryan winning. I don't like. I don't love Daniel Bryan, but I like him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't care for him too much. I think he's a good wrestler. I just yeah. don't like his. Yeah, you don't like. I mean, his all person. he does is sh- scream yes the yeah. whole time. Like you never believed in me. Yes, yes, yeah. Like for twenty minutes. But his match. But he's a good wrestler. Like don't get me wrong. Like he's yeah. got the talent. His match with Triple H is the best match of the night. Oh, as far as like wrestling goes, yes. <laughs> by far, it was a fantastic match. Which disappointed me in a way because I was looking forward to the Cena and Bray Wyatt match, but it was yeah. all about hit me, Cena, turn heel. <laughs> no, don't do it, Cena. You got to do a hero. That little. match was slow in parts, but it it got pretty good towards the end. Yeah, and it had a good mm-hmm. had a good build up to it. But uh, uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's, it was hard for us to see. <laughs> but well, people was, going out all that was definitely one where I had to watch the monitors. I a lot thought because Giant, people were going out. That's another one. I would have. Oh yeah. I was like, Giant's going to win this. He's going to be a tribute to him. I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I never assumed anybody else would. I didn't even know Cesaro was in it because <laughs> he was a lot of not jobbers, but it was you know not yeah. a lot of the big names. So like, yeah, of course the Giant's going to win. Which you know it was honoring Andre, which is cool. But it was awesome. You know, of course, it's a storyline. But you know, he shook Cesaro's hand. You know, it's mm-hmm. a cool. It's cool when the the characters, yeah. Yeah. you know. They they give that personality to him, you know. They're gonna be pushing Cesaro. I mean, you talked about, and he's a like he's he's a good wrestler. Yeah. Like he like I'm I consistently like whoa, yeah. like he does some shit that you haven't seen. 
before. We're looking at pictures that are put people in compromising positions and making fun of what's happening. Yeah. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on WrestleMania? I mean, but pretty much, if it comes back to New Orleans for it, because they're talk about they're talking about doing it again already. Like at thirty five, maybe. Mm-hmm. I can go right back. I mean, <laughs> I'd definitely go again. I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'll stay home. <laughs> I would. Let me. Oh, I would get better seats. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I was going to say. If I did go again, I would splurge more and I'd go be with closer. A box or something. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to sit. No, oh, I mean, yeah. not for WrestleMania, but any event like yeah. to experience it. Like you, th- you would ima- like like my thought of it was I could hear everything. I'm just seeing it far away. Yeah. I'm yeah. not thinking like I'm like all I hear is every five minutes, boom, when somebody slams somebody, mm-hmm. and we're just all talking, and you hear the crowd the whole time. Uh, but if I could go and my idea was like I could hear it, you know, but I could see, I can hear what the announcers, I can follow it better without having to look up at the screen. Right. Then I would go again. Yeah. Or of course, if you know if Shawn Michaels was fighting Bret Harder, <laughs> there was a, there was a match on the card that you know maybe want to see it because you know, yeah. and honestly that was you know, uh, I'll never go to the Super Bowl. I don't because of the it, it's money I have, wise. I don't have yeah. two thousand bucks to spend to go to the Super Bowl. That's kind of what. Ringside seats cost. Yeah, but I mean that's I don't need that's what I'm that saying. Like that's why I'll never go to yeah. another one, most likely because yeah. or uh, I'll never get that experience like I imagine because of you know you get the little chair to bring home. But I'd probably go if it was in Dallas because that huge. Oh yeah, <laughs> get, just get the cheapest seats possible exactly. and just be like, <laughs> yep. Like you're, you know, you know it will be in Dallas it will. eventually. Eventually, yeah. Sure. I'm surprised they if it's like, not already it. on this. Yeah, but. Yeah, but uh, like you said, I'll go look uh, up WrestleMania go 31. See if they have no, 31's in 31. uh, Los Angeles or oh, it's okay. in California. It's, yeah. uh, oh. Silicon Valley. That's it. Yeah. Do they, they have, have 32? Starting the ads. They might not have it. I'm sure they're talking to people about it, but I don't. They might not have confirmed. released like that information. No, it's confirmed. Oh, really? WrestleMania. Let's see. Silicon Valley next year, and then 32 Dallas. Dallas Tech. <laughs> there you go. Uh, nailed it. Hey, good, good job there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, I think the the biggest thing that never happened that people were expecting was uh, CM Punk to come back, which he didn't, of course. But and of course the talk of Sting, but who knows what's happening with that? But we'll see. Because hmm. uh, the the one thing I have been hearing is that people might that Sting might Sting might be set up to fight Undertaker in his last match at thirty uh, thirty one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're looking at naughty pictures of wrestlers. The female ones, I should say. I don't even know who that is. I don't know. I don't reckon that's that's not Keebler, is it? Yeah, that was Keebler. <laughs> that's Edge. Yeah, that's, Stace, that's Stacey Keebler. <laughs> oh yeah. Is she still dating George Clooney? No. No. Clooney, you bastard. <laughs> Come on, bro. He's Clooney. He doesn't <laughs> closet homosexual. That, that one was way too long for Clooney. Yeah, that's true, based on his previous record. Yeah. Track she, record. She got too old for him. Mm, but anyway, WrestleMania was awesome. Yeah. I think the, the only part I didn't like was waiting to get in. Yep. Oh god, that, that part was, awful. was that part was getting to me. But uh, all those things make me say, okay, even though it's going to be in Dallas, no, <laughs> I'll stay at home, tune in. Well, the thing is, it. I mean, honestly, it's not like a concert where you have floor tickets where you want to be first in line. We could have just. Waited ten minutes after sure. this, yeah. you know, but we just got there because we just wanted to get in and get seated, you know. So there, that's not like something you would necessarily have to deal with. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if it ever comes to your town, go check it out. You know, it's 
it's it's good entertainment whether you like wrestling or not. You know, so especially well, of course, WrestleMania is a bit different because that's when the big you know, yeah, rock you know, so rock and stone cold show up. But it was cool. It was fun. Check it out. So anything else on that? I'm ready to go home. <laughs> All right. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Of course, if you need to get a hold of us, 80srevisited at gmail.com, uh, awesomepods.com. Uh, He's like that picture. That's Travolta. <laughs> or that one. <laughs> That's the money shot right there with the giant space vagina behind him. Wow. That's got to be on the list, staying alive. Yeah. He's not gay. <laughs> Just saying. But anyway. Got to watch the movie. Confirm it. But don't forget, everybody... <laughs> <laughs> There's your proof. I mean, it's like, <laughs> drop the mic. It's so weird. That's <laughs> swear I'm not. My wife, she's hot, right? Yeah, but did the movie, right? Beard. What they call a beard? Yeah. Anyway, uh, don't forget Geekly Dose is back. Tim Bridgewater and his new host, Caitlin. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't think of your last name offhand because I never met you in person. Uh, but Duo Attack, Jesse Sedgley's podcast himself, where he talks to people who've influenced his life, such as myself. <laughs> And other yeah. people of note, like his grandfather and mother and me. I'll be so, doing some more over the summer. Check it out. Uh, why don't you know this? A great and uh, fun trivia podcast that oh, it's funny. We, when, uh, when we do a risky business in another episode, my wife was here. She rode with me. And when she heard about that podcast, oh, let's do it on the way home. Do the what? podcast. Uh, the uh, Listen to Why Don't You oh, Know This. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not the do it on the way home that benefits me. <laughs> but, you know. And we listened to it, and she's like, oh, he doesn't give that multiple choice? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. It's about actually being smart. Right. Or knowing things. Like, oh, this, multiple she's choice. Like, she's like, turn it off. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, uh, like, those trivia games on your phone. It's like A, B, or C. It's like, come on, this makes it yeah. too easy. Let me type, you know. The only yeah. bad thing about the typing it is, one's in, oh, shit, I did D-E instead of E-D. It's wrong. Oh, well. <laughs> Which I'd, I'd still rather have to deal with that than, you know, all these little quiz fucking apps where it's like, you have it no matter what. If you don't know it, you still got twenty five percent chance chance of getting it right. Right. Which takes away from yeah. Oh look, I got a fifty eight on or a fifty eight out of sixty on. Uh, Whatever. Uh, yeah. The Hunger Games quiz. <laughs> I've never seen the fucking movie. You know. Yeah, because like two of the options are joke options. Yeah, blatantly. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. So I agree with that. So if you mm. like that, if you agree with it. That true intelligence is about what you know and not what you can guess. Why don't you know this is the podcast for you? There you go. And also, uh, coming back soon, I guess, whenever that show starts up again, uh, Public City Report with Tim Bridgewater, the host of Geekly Dose, uh, about Legend of Korra. So check those out. And if you want to get the Rambo Quadrilogy on Blu-ray, go to awesomepods.com, click on the Amazon link, buy them on Blu-ray or DVD, whatever you want to, because they're worth owning, especially one, two, and four. Three is worth watching once, then you don't ever have to worry about it ever again. But do that. We get a small kickback, and it costs you nothing. Nothing at all. And next week, we journey into the year of 1986. Now, again, we're not going to spoil what this movie is, but I guarantee most of you have probably not seen this film. However, mark my words, after you listen to us talk about it next week, and you go out, and you have to pretty much download it illegally because you can't find it anywhere unless you have a VCR or spend an exorbitant amount of money online... You will thank us, no matter all the awesome stuff that we've told you on this podcast and opened your eyes to experience and everything. This one film will change your life. 
And if you think you know what I'm talking about, you probably don't. In fact, if you email me the name of the movie that we're doing next week before we put the episode out correctly, I will find some amazing prize to reward. Holy shit. Hey. We got an awesome pop-up. Oh, wait. See it on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, those are actually animated chicks. Yeah. I thought they were real for a second. Ha ha. The double entendre. Mm -hmm. Because the titties could or couldn't be real, but they weren't because they're animated. Anyway, next week. The, oh, here's the last hint you get. The man that can almost make Rambo look like a pussy. Oh. Whoa. I hope John Rambo didn't hear me say that. But I think the star of next week's movie just might give him a run for his money. Tune in next week, everybody, to find out what the buzz is about as we talk about one of the greatest movies ever made. Until next Wait, time. Wait, is this the movie? Oh, and actually, okay, never mind. You don't have to buy, download it illegally. You can actually watch it on YouTube, and we'll tell you that next week. Why does it say this year? It's not, <laughs> according to IMDb. Yeah, and that's the one we go with there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know why? I'll tell you why. Go to Wikipedia. Sure. Because I searched films from 1986. Yeah. Unless somebody edited it <laughs> since the time that I saw it. Uh, We're going to get it the straight. The 1986 right. film. There we go. Ha-ha. Wikipedia for the win. I hope that's right. Notice the cover it. similarities. Yeah. No, we need to figure out what what you're gonna do that on. Let me tell you six. Okay. That Wikipedia first <laughs> that's, screened in the that's US. That's what we're going with. It was first screened in. Think about it. They make all kinds of movies the year before they actually come out. Yeah, but it says a 1986 <laughs> film. Yeah. So Wikipedia is always correct. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that for this purpose, where I found this and made their schedule out, Wikipedia but is you correct. Can, you can find one from we have 86 a controversial and next to one movie from coming up. Yeah, there we go. It's controversial. We talk about it later. <laughs> I'm trying to get you home to your wife and children. I think we should tell people about this one, though, so they can watch it on YouTube. They need to watch this. Ahead okay, if you haven't guessed it already, Jesse's putting the kibosh on the contest to get a prize for it. No, but the film we're talking about is called Deadly Prey. Now, if you, you just search Deadly Prey on YouTube 1988, even though it didn't come out in 1988 because Wikipedia says 1986, the entire movie is on there. It's an hour and 28 minutes and 38 seconds of pure awesome. By the way, the first 20 seconds there's are awesome. A ton of mo- <laughs> the title card is like one of the most badass things you've ever seen. There's a ton of movies that we you know, have viewed and I haven't watched. I've watched this movie. Yeah. In fact, we all watched this movie for the first time together. We when, ate a bunch of meat and watched We were naked. Movie. No. Yeah. We, oh, well, I wasn't. <laughs> were you? I couldn't take my eyes off the screen to see what everybody else oh, was doing. Oh, that was the, the triple M or whatever? Yeah, night? we called it M. We, all the guys in our group, we tried to start a tradition that only lasted one time. <laughs> but it was called M3, Men, Meat, and Movies. Yeah. So all of us men met Not up at Tejas de Brazil, ate a shit ton of meat, and then we came back. Meat as in the actual nutritious right. meat, nothing gay. Sure. Just so you know, because we were... When we came home and <laughs> watched this movie, which actually makes it gayer. <laughs> when you see this I movie. I thought there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, And we watched this movie together for the first time. Uh, believe me, if you like, if you like awesome movies, you'll love this. If you like movies that are so bad, they're awesome, you will love this movie. If you just like bad movies, you'll love this movie. There's not enough praise I can heap upon this movie. It's one of the best acted, best directed, best shot, best written, best every single thing that goes into filmmaking in one package. Mike Denton. Best hiding spot ever. 
I mean, he's like the Predator. He's like Predator. He's like Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Willis, Predator, uh, Darth Vader, Indiana Jones, MacGyver. Oh no. Oh he's no. all of them in, oh no. r- rolled into one. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you're if, if you are listening to this, watch this movie on YouTube. <laughs> That's just one of the many things that you will experience as you watch this film. I kid you not. I bet my life on it. It is one of the funniest. Most intense, amazing movies you'll ever see. So good, it got a sequel. Yeah, which I haven't seen yet. Can't find like they they said on their website, but I don't have thirty dollars to spend just yet, so I'll get it shortly. (laughs) Sure, yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, but uh, so watch it. Be prepared for next week. It's gonna be fun. We're just gonna talk about all the amazing shit that happens in it, because. I mean, that's the. I mean, you can only talk about Deadly Prey in terms of how awesome it is. There's no like. In fact, I think the score. You know, we we use a ten point scale for Deadly Prey. It's a hundred point scale. That's how awesome this movie is. So, tune in next week to hear what we have to think. Watch it in the meantime, and we'll see you back here only on Eighties Revisited. The only pot well, no, the only podcast that devotes a full episode to Deadly Prey. So, Ted Pryor, if you listen to this podcast, give us a ring. We'd love to hear Mike Danton himself. Shoot the shit about the greatest film ever made. Until next time, everybody. I'm Trey Harris. I'm Daniel Sangelo. Jesse Sedgley. Go, Bunga. <laughs> I'll scooch. I'll scooch because I didn't do it last week. You tell me. So, two scooch. This show and more on Facebook.com slash AwesomePods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods.